0: Hello everyone and thank you so much as always for clicking on this podcast and this episode of Joe Blogs about films. Whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, all the same, it is greatly appreciated. And thank you for your constant, constant support. Lovely aesthetics, impressive flair and symmetry, a huge ensemble cast. It can only mean one thing. There's a new Wes Anderson film in town and hitting screens. Now obviously Wes Anderson isn't everyone's cup of tea and even I'll admit I'm not like the biggest and loudest fan of his work. There are things that is released that I absolutely adore such as the Grand Budapest Hotel, Isle of Dogs and my personal favourite Fantastic Mr Fox. But I can take or leave Wes Anderson's material but I will always head to check his work out because it's almost like an event, really, isn't it? Uh, plus, as well, that like, my wife is a huge fan, so if we don't go see his work, then heads will heads will roll. Um, it doesn't feel like too long ago that the French Dispatch was like finally released to audiences because I believe that was. 2021, obviously COVID and everything had a huge impact in that being well, and many films been delayed. That one, The French Dispatch, being one of them. But Anderson has such a great turnaround um, for developing, making, and releasing his films that we as audiences don't have to wait too long before we're heading back into the ridiculously wonderful mind of his. Now, the latest release, Asteroid City, is probably Wes Anderson at his most Wesy self, so to speak. It has everything you would expect from his work, and then some. And it'd be very easy for me to say, you know, you'll not see anything like this at the cinema, because you won't until you go see the next Wes Anderson film. Like, his voice in cinema is something super unique, that you have to just praise him for it and as much as the tiktokers of the world want to think they can replicate and emulate that style and cinematography um you're never going to do it you're never ever going to be Wes Anderson so stop doing it you're not as cool as you think but Ashwood City is a very mixed bag for me as much as I love the style and aesthetics and sets and all that jazz there wasn't enough really for me to like really leave a mark or impression where like you know like I'm desperate to watch it again but it still has its moments and you know we're going to talk about it on this podcast and before we do any further the pod is available on on apple spotify and google podcasts as to rss.com all that jazz give us a like and a follow jump onto facebook and instagram search your blogs about film hit like and follow on there too don't forget to hit notification on your streaming site where you're listening to the podcast from that'd be awesome if you can leave a review finally also so Asteroid City, photographer Augie Stenbeck and his children make a stop in the remote desert town of Asteroid City, population 87 to repair his car. Whilst there, he encounters some unusual characters and has a brief brush with life from another world. Now along for the ride in this latest Wes Anderson film is Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Wright, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Adrian Brody, Leif Schreiber, Hope Davis, Stephen Park, Rupert Friends, Maya Hawke, Steve Carell, Matt Dillon, Hong Xiao, Willem Dafoe, Margaret Roby, Tony Revolori, Jake Ryan, and Jeff Goldblum. That's just a name, I believe that's naming everyone, let's be honest, but I'm, I'm probably not going to be able to go over all of the performances as some are very minor, and they're not really all memorable. Like, they're just some nice cameos, basically, really. I mean, a lot of those names in there are just nice cameos. There's even a Jarvis Cocker cameo in there that I absolutely missed. Apparently, it's one of the cowboys that are in there, so when you're watching those sequences, make sure you keep an eye out for Jarvis Cocker, but I absolutely missed him, so yeah. But the leads, Jason Schwartzman and Scarlett Johansson, I thought were really good. They were like, yeah, obviously the stars of the show, but they really, really were... Great. Uh, I'm going to stick with a few things that I liked first about this, and Schwartzman and Johansson were really the ones driving and pushing this film forward. On one hand, you have Schwartzman, a war photographer that is wrapped in grief and trying to help his family as best as he can with this recent loss. And on the other, you have Johansson, who is an actress that is so devoted to her craft that her marriages have suffered and broken down due to this. There are a few characters as well dealing with that theme of loss as well, but none more so than these two leads. And it's those back and forths, like, and the relationship that blossoms whilst they're staying at the motel within Asteroid City that really gives the viewer a good dive into these characters and where they are right now. As much as, well, as I say, as much as you can do with a Wes Anderson film, because that's the thing, isn't it, with these films, where we're so used to Wes Anderson that he, like, he makes these characters almost empty that there's nothing really behind the eyes, almost. It's like the characters are just puppets, and they're just being strung along and played by Wes Anderson in this wacky world of his. Like, this at times works so well in the film's favour, and you get some extraordinary sequences and laughs, you know, from those empty performances, to air quote. But this also is a slight negative for me as a viewer, because at times I can't really emote with these characters, like I know that everyone who's listening, if you're a Wes Anderson fan, you're gonna be saying, but yeah, that's his style, that's the point. And I agree. I'm not saying that I don't get it. Well, I I get it as much as I think I do, but at times I just have a hard time like really investing with any of these characters and their actions. I almost I almost just see Wes Anderson films as like a spectacle and and one where like I'm going in knowing that I'm gonna be transported into a new world. Like I've definitely said that before, like praise Anderson for being able to capture and transport you to his new story and his new world, like it is remarkable what he can do. But I also have to say that, like it does, make it a little bit harder to care for these characters. But the you know the back and forth between Schwartzman and Johansson, they're really good. And I just like what what he did with having them like sat opposite each other, obviously with the, these motel rooms that they're in, where they're sat and they literally sat at the windowsills, just talking to each other and just kind of opening up and displaying pictures, this, that, and the other obviously this watchman's taken being a war photographer there is just something there that keeps you like yeah keeps you hooked and keeps you engaged into the conversations that they're having but the character's journey is one that I do love in most films and if i can't get that or take that away from the film that's when i start to lose interest now don't get me wrong there is interest and intrigue to the story and asteroid city itself but not near enough you know to some of his other work um I know the film is laced with meta points and commentary and all that but I did find myself just in and out of the film. I will talk a little bit more about those outs <laughs> in a second, you know, but the most positive parts of the film um involve the sets and of course the cinematography. You know, this looks absolutely gorgeous and again being able to blend you know, live action and models together is something I, f- I find truly fascinating. There are a few like real highs for this, such as the train sequence at the beginning. I thought that was really great. I really loved the whole set as well of the city, and in particular the motel itself, which is run by a very humorous and quick Steve Carell, though I did kind of i did feel there was some michael scott in there that were coming out like moments of michael scott like no complaints loved every minute of him on screen but i was like oh that's a very that's a very michael scott line or very like your michael scott delivery Um, again though really not going to complain because i bloody love that character and i also sorry really love the use of the spaceship and the alien that pops up in this film now this was this was such a big laugh in the screen that i was in this like play-doh stop-motion alien just descends picks the asteroid up and it's absolutely fantastic a very simple but effective moment that was a huge highlight in this tale really in this film i I really did like that that moment like was it's, it's mad kind of pinpointing and picking that moment at such a high when you've got such these like grand performers that are in this film. They're about a, a Play-Doh alien, which looks amazing. The other standouts in this film were Tom Hanks, again really great, but that's that's pretty much saying water's wet. There's some really excellent and effective split screens involving Hanks and Swatchman on the phone and like the sequences that are unfolding, like around in them uh, surrounding them in the two different parts of the screen. That was really fun, but really it's that grief as well that brings Hanks' best display within that performance. He is the father-in-law to Schwarzman's character, and they don't exactly get along. Well, they don't hate each other, but it's certainly more of a just getting along than anything else. Um, but they again, really, really good together, and, and, and Hanks' figure and performance with the young children as well, obviously his grandchildren, they were really good as well, really lovely and really touching. Again, some good laughs in there, and uh, just overall really liked that family that family dynamic, the other main star of this um, of this show, we should say, was it was Maya Hawke, without a doubt, undoubtedly, Maya Hawke. Outside of the big three names that I've mentioned already, she was right up there. And probably the most acty, air uh, quoting again, if that is even a word or makes sense in this film. And, and what I mean is that her performance... You know, it was it was memorable in the sense that it was bigger than the others. Not like huge performance or grand or over the top, but I was really enjoying her screen presence, and it really, like, caught me up and back into my, you know, back in my seat every time she was on screen. Like, very good in this teacher role um, that she has to offer. Uh, and definitely fits the Wes Anderson films, you know. Like, did she fit it really well? And I've got no doubt that we're going to see her in more of his work moving forward. Now, the negatives for this film, for me, is the, the, it's quite a big one, really, because it's the shape and structure of the film itself. Now, the film is essentially based on a story of a play, a theatre play, that's been developed and then performed. Now, with the story and structure, I know that Wes Anderson mixed things up as well with the French Dispatch as well, by having, like, three different stories, three different tales, obviously, over the course of the film. And I did, again, I quite liked that, though, because it was like... I think the middle middle part of The French Dispatch I wasn't too fussed about, but I really like the opening story and the end story. Obviously, yeah, the middle, whatever. But, like, I'm enjoying what he's doing with the structure of it. I just think, sadly, for this one, I don't think it just... It didn't work for me. Like, yeah, it's interesting. It's just that it did suck me out. Um, and again, sorry, to split them up, he... He went from full colour, obviously, and widescreen, that's been the Asteroid City, to then a 1x33 aspect ratio, which is black and white. Um, And I was just losing focus with these moments. It started off all right, but as the film went on and kept doing it, this is when I started to be very, very disengaged with it. You know, again, aside from the excellent set and costume design for the characters, I in particular loved... Edward Norton's cowboy dressing gown, good heavens, I would love that if anyone's got me for Secret Santa for Christmas, do see if we can find that anywhere, but I was just not really hooked on the overall vibe and, and that, that, that kind of, I don't know, that approach to it, um, you know, and as much as I, you know, as much as the beloved Brian Cranston is acting his ass off, you know, he does get good laughs as well, but they just weren't, it just wasn't punchy enough for me, obviously, and and it really again, I didn't care for what was occurring on screen and in the background, you know, surrounding this whole story. And it was kind of cool to see like characters, you know, you know Jason Schwartzman, his character come off stage from their respective roles to then be another character who again is just an actor playing the part and all that, and that happens a couple of times I think within the film. But it just felt really jarring, as I say, very disengaging uh, for the film overall, and it just dented my enjoyment really. But without retreading old ground that I've spoke about already with this film it is a mixed bag don't get me wrong it's full it's got the classic tropes that you would expect from a Wes Anderson flick like if you're a fan of the style and the look of the film you will love it like you, you you know you are going to enjoy it again you know if you're not a Wes Anderson fan and you just take him or leave him you're going to find things that you like in it but you're also going to find things that don't tickle your fancy but on the flip of all of that If you are a huge, huge, huge Wes Anderson fan, rejoice because you're going to have an absolute blast and you're going to absolutely love it. Now speaking of big fans, this is a little segment I'm going to cut away to because I've already stated that my wife is a big fan of Wes Anderson. So who better to kind of very nicely and gloss up and probably counter what I've just said about the film than her. So this is a little quick segment. You'll get my score in just a tick. I loved the styling, I loved the sets, loved the costumes. Scarlett Johansson's performance was amazing. Don't listen to Joe. I give it a seven and a half out of ten, and I'm looking forward to watching it again. Oh, and I really like the Alien too. He was great. So yeah, for me though, on the back of that, this is a six out of ten film. Again, I know I haven't covered every actor that is in the film or anything, the very small minor roles or whatever. There's just some great performances in there in this such huge cast, but some do, sadly get overshadowed but like i stated a couple of times already i love the style the symmetry all that the wes anderson brings with the film i love going into these worlds just this one for me just didn't just didn't hit the right notes and that's fine let me know your thoughts on asteroid city if you've seen it let me know what you think is it your favorite wes anderson film where does it rank in your list of wes anderson films uh yeah do keep in touch with the socials thank you as always for listening until the next episode take care